This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I am Jen Romolini. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Jen and I are both slightly in moods today. I was not, I was hoping to not go first. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I would like to not go first. It's not even like it, it it's not even like a, um, a bad mood. Like there's no fire in me. I'm just kind of sad. I'm like a sad sponge. <laughs> aww, aww. But that's because of your writing. Ugh, that is because my writing. You go first. You talk about your mood first. Well, I had I have a little bit of a health scare. Um, looks like everything's going to be okay. But the way I was treated, you know, by the doctor and the nurses is just sticking with me. I mean, I got a scary, a scary message and then tried desperately to follow up on it and had to wait like over 24 hours before I talked to an actual human. Um, and I have good insurance. Like I go to good doctors and, and I can't imagine what, what like everyone's experience is like, if that was my experience with like a pretty good doctor who I thought, Ugh, I don't know what I'm saying. It's just, it was just very frustrating and 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 there's something unpleasant about thinking you might die. <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but yes. <laughs> As a person who thinks I'm going to die all all the time, like, oh my God, my stomach hurts, definitely dead, the death. Like I'm yes. always thinking that it's the death. But but you do know what you're talking about because even with a good insurance, like quote unquote good insurance in this country, the way healthcare is, like you had to wait a week for insurance to approve the initial test. That's like, true. So you had this this like sort of alarming initial like, oh, maybe this is a problem. Then you had to get this test that you couldn't get for a week. Then you had to wait 24 hours after an alarming call after the test. Like this shit is fucked. It's so fucked up. And then the doctor gets on the phone and he's just chill. <laughs> I know. He's just chill. And I'm so grateful to have him on the phone that I don't say anything. But it was very scary. I don't recommend going through like a week of thinking that you're going to die. I just don't recommend it. It's, And it really made me wonder, like, if something does happen, like, I got to work on my attitude. Well, this is the whole Beth Pickens thing about a death practice, that she does a death practice every single day. She has an app. She faces down her whole her her death and the idea that she's going to die every single day. And I think it's useful. My mom is into that, too. My mom, there's an organization at the Ethical Culture Society that my mom is part of that's about acknowledging mortality. And... It is. I mean, in some ways, it's 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 it. 
I, it makes perfect sense in many ways that something like that would be good for your mindset. Well, yeah, it could help you not be such a bitching, complaining pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Not you, but one. One. <laughs> although, although I'll tell you a story. I knew a woman named Kathy Rich who mm-hmm. was a magazine editor mm-hmm. and um, very nice woman, lovely person. And she had written a book called The Red Devil about having breast cancer when she was pretty young, I think late 20s, early 30s. And years ago, we became friendly. And years ago, I was supposed to meet her for drinks one evening. And I was kind of in a cranky, bitchy, exactly the kind of mood you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, Kathy Ridge battled cancer and you can't get over all your petty bullshit. Right. And so I told her that when I saw her and she's like, don't you think the reason why I wanted to get better was so I could get upset about petty bullshit again? Right, right, right. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, anytime you're in some kind of like tragedy, crisis, all you want is for things to be simple. Again, all you want is to be able right. to complain about the, you know, the person who's not cleaning the toilet. You know, you just yes. want that simplicity back in your life. You want to be like, oh, these drawers are disorganized. I should do something about that. You know, like just the the very, very basics. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need something like that. I haven't had, I had a friend die when I was really young of cancer. We were really close friends when I was 14. Um, but I've had not very much death in my life, uh, very luckily because my parents are really young. My great, you know, I even have, I have a couple of grandparents who are alive still, Wow, you know? So um, I know it's going to be a big, a big thing for me because, you know, my parents are, you know, we've talked about this. You're, you're, you're in the middle of my parents and my age, you know, mm-hmm. my parents are only 16 to 17 years older than me. It's just a different vitality has just kind of been around me luckily right. enough. Um, but I know it's a thing I'm going to have to start thinking about as we get older, because it's just going to start coming up. Just it is. comes up. I mean, I, just, I feel like in the past week I've read about at least two people roughly my age who died. Somebody yeah. who was 58 died the other day. Yeah. Um, it just starts to happen. It's not a freak thing like it is when you're a teenager, you're in your 20s. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, oh, the, that person collapsed. Ah, there was a fall. Oh, it's fucking awful. Um, the, also, the world is fucked up right now. It's like yeah, the we, world. We should, we should mention that. <laughs> we're, we're, let's let's like move. Let's like the world is so fucked up right now, and it's of course there's this war happening, which I am not in any way educated enough to know how to talk about this war, and I know that about myself. Unlike a lot of people on Twitter mm-hmm. who are like, they're bombing them now. Let's get out of there. Let's put the planes. I'm like, what the fuck, like, mm. influencer? Are you there in like <laughs> battle battle command? Like you can. <laughs> Not look at war Twitter. <laughs> no, war Twitter is very bad. You can't look at war Twitter. And then there's like this weird like whiplash because it's like Mardi Gras selfies, <laughs> like war, like, you know, the gap is having a sale. Like it's just, these are moments of real seriousness in our lives really show us how ridiculous these social media platforms are. Yeah. Because I, I, cause there's like the clueless people in the Caribbean, you know, who are still just like showing vacation shots. Yes. God love you and your aqua, aqua water and your your fit bodies and your babies and everything. But like you see that and like the next, the next screen is like, you know, the Ukrainian orphanage, the Ukrainian neonatal unit that they've like- Oh, I know they that they a, put in- the, oh, yes. in a bunker. Oh my God. Yes. I saw the neonatal unit. I saw the dead Russian soldier. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a lot. And the way that it's interdispersed with everything else and competing for attention and importance um, really skews things weird. And you don't know what to do. Everyone's sharing the same placards. Everyone's sharing the same how to help yep. placards. But then somebody else is sharing like, a, actually, those placards are bad. Those are bad organizations. And then it's like, oh, we love the Ukrainians. But then it's like, also, they're being real racist to black people. Like, yeah. there's just, 
it's it's so much to wrap your head around in at this pace. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, and how do you how do you be an informed person and a good person in this kind of environment? And I think a lot of people are really, really confused about that, you know? Yeah, because there's this reflexive need to like fly your colors, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that makes more people feel like they need to fly their colors. And it's like a game of telephone. It is like a game of telephone, but it's also like you see how addicted addicted we are to these apps, right? And it's yeah. like we're addicted to sharing just the just the bullshit of our lives, just like the bullshittiest of bullshit. And in these moments, we can't give up our addiction to the apps, but we don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, we don't like, oh, I can't I can't tell you about my tulips I purchased that I love so much. <laughs> you know? So I'll share this thing that might be misinformation and might be from a racist organization or might be propaganda, or here's just a flag, or I have to tell you, I have to make it about me. There was a great New Yorker cartoon. It's like, <laughs> so good. So yeah, what a what a fucking time. What a time. Hey, I finished Euphoria. <laughs> you did? I did? How did that feel? Glorious. <laughs> I love Euphoria. I know I'm not supposed to. I know it's problematic. And I know this because I there was like a kid's birthday party on two, on Friday afternoon where a bunch of parents brought a bunch of children to get ice cream. And the children were off on their own because they're tweens. And I was talking to the parents and I was like, Hey, Euphoria, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it was as if I had brought up like some really filthy porn. <laughs> oh my God, like, that's hilarious. People were, oh my God, doesn't that just make you worry about the kids? I ca- I could never, I tried watching it and I can't, and you know what he is and oh, and those girls, and I'm just like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the vibes. <laughs> oh my god. Um what are you watching? Well, I watched there's a movie that's been on my mind for a long time called Shoot the Moon. Mm-hmm. It came out in like 1981 or 82. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, Diane Keaton and Albert Finney. They live in Northern California. He's a writer and she's his wife and he cheats on her and leaves. And it's about it's just like, it's just a perfect, it's, it came out in the 80s, but it's like a perfect 70s movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Diane Keaton's wardrobe in it is so Jennifer Romolini. Oh, I should, I should look not at as that. Rama, not as Romolini as Shelley Duvall in The Shining, because that's like <laughs> ect Romolini wardrobe. <laughs> like you studied the frames. But this, this also is, but it was just a really, it was a movie I saw with my high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um we were both like both of our parents, both sets of parents had recently divorced. And I remember us both just being dumbstruck by it by the end of the movie. Um, so I watched that, which I liked a lot. I started watching Pam and Tommy, which I was really looking forward to. And it was just two thumbs way down. Oh God, I've been watching it. First off, I can't, it feels like I've been watching this thing for like 60 hours. I feel like <laughs> there's only, I've watched, I think, well, however many episodes are out at this point, six maybe, it mm-hmm. has been talk about just stretching the material. It's so right. stupid. But then on top, first off, it's 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 poorly done. Everything about it. The when his when his dick starts talking. I mean, oh, I on. haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, sorry. There's a point where his pee. I think they they they. They try it out in one of the episodes and they don't revisit it as far as I can tell. But there's a point where he just has a talking penis. Like this is a device they use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget who the voice for it is. It's like a some funny actor. But the biggest thing about this is that this this show is a show about exploiting Pamela Anderson that exploits Pamela Anderson and also did not have real Pamela Anderson's approval and thus is still exploiting Pamela Anderson. It's just like exploitation on top of exploitation on top of exploitation. And it's just, uh, it's so bad. And last night's episode was so, or whatever this week's episode was, was so fucking bad. I, it was all about her being 
on um, in a deposition because I guess they got into a situation with Guccione. Guccione got the tape and was going to release it, but then they threatened him and they got all this bad legal advice. And anyway, so she's in a deposition. Tommy Lee's not in it. And it's just this episode. It's like a bottle episode of her in a courtroom having to answer questions about um, was she ever a prostitute, having to watch the sex video. And I don't know if it's true or not. And it should be powerful. And I assume that's what they were going for. But it doesn't work. And it just is embarrassing. And it's just, it's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. And it's like heavy handed. And I hate it. I, I, I found, I don't think I would have been happy with this movie unless actual Pam and actual Tommy were playing the roles of Pam and Tommy. But yeah, I think that also has to do with the fact that the people who were cast are so awkward. Oh, God. So, so wrong for both of these roles. I mean, I do feel a little bit guilty because I I very much enjoyed that film when it came out. <laughs> the original. You know the funny you know, the funny thing, like I was watching at the beginning of the whole series when it's Pam and she's on the Jay Leno show. Yeah. And I, I guess this is probably, the, I would guess the verbatim dialogue from when she was on the Jay Leno show. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, yes, there's been this sex tape and all the men have been talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the thing I remember about that sex tape was that Pam filmed most of it. So it's actually a very female friendly experience to watch that. It's like all about Tommy's big dick. It is. And I, the night before my friend Vicky got married, who died last year, which is very yeah. sad, speaking of people who died. But anyway, my friend Vicky got married. And the night before she got married, I first off, I got her way too drunk, which is inappropriate. But we <laughs> stayed in a hotel room together. And I made her watch the Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson tape like eight times. It was like uh -huh. on the hotel's porn. And I was like, this is fascinating like i'd never seen anything like that before, me neither you know? when i did yeah yeah um but also so stupid i mean they were so just remember when he tried to steer he tried to steer the boat with his dick yes i do, <laughs> I do. that's a moment that that's a, and also every time in the in that tape that tommy says pam says to pam i love you she's yes. naked yes 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 yeah, it's just like trashed lives. I mean, it's just sad. It's sad how we, I've been thinking about this a lot because this is where I'm at in this book. I've been thinking a lot about men and what we what we give to men and what we gave to men in our 20s. And it's, it's just sad. I just feel sad. I do too about that. I do too. I feel like um, of all the encounters I've had with men, like, I could happily go back and undo 75% of them. I And that feels low. I was just going to say, I think 90%. Wow. I really, I, I mean, just maybe not 90, that's so high, but just uh, how much they think of themselves or thought of themselves, I don't know if this is the case anymore, versus how little we thought of ourselves. And- what I gave over, the power that I gave over to men, the way I was like, oh, sure, I'll wear that thing you want me to wear. Ew, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. And But what I can't believe more are women our age who are still trying to lead with that, who are still trying to gather the male attention and still mm -hmm. looking for a male gaze. I, I, I mean, God love them, but I am so past wanting any kind of attention from men or wanting to exist in in the male gaze at all well in fairness some of those women are alone so yeah. wanting to exist for men you know or the male gaze is you know a means to an end yeah fair enough for to companion um, but, to companionship is what you're saying yeah 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 um but i agree with you i agree with you i think we give an enormous amount up and I think even, I mean, I think even like, you know, I don't know how much that stuff goes away. I mean, I'm a much more confident person now. I'm much more like less likely to deal with bullshit than I was, but yeah, it's, it goes deep, yeah. you know? And, and I, but I am thinking about the other thing you were saying about women who still exist for that. And, um, you know, it makes me think of that, that line that Carly Simon said that I've said on the podcast before, and I always mm -hmm. misquote about mm -hmm. like, 
you know, I know that it's my turn to step aside for the younger women. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you and I went to a party tomorrow, right? If you and I mm-hmm. went to a party and you kind of threw me over, like you were like, eh, because you wanted to be talking to a group of men, because you wanted the male attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of stuff. Prioritizing um, straight men and the attention from straight men mm-hmm. over your friends, over your own needs, over, you know, everything. Yeah, That's everything, sort of everything. Everything. And I remember being like that. And I remember that being kind of an acceptable way to be in the world. I mean, and this comes up in euphoria <laughs> quite a bit for mm-hmm. these, these these young girls. Um, I can't fathom pri- prioritizing a male, a conversation with a, a straight man over my girlfriends at this point. But again, I'm not looking to get laid. So that might, that's part of it. You know, um, we have a friend who, um, you and I have a friend who left her husband for a woman and is still with that woman. Mm-hmm. And I said to her not long ago when we had lunch, probably annoyingly, I was like, so if you guys broke up, because she's still with this woman mm-hmm. many years later, would you be with women or men? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, we're not going to break up, but I will tell you, I have a lot less patience for men than I used to. Yeah. And well, it is like... There are just so many shitty ones. I mean, I there are really good ones. There are really, really good ones. But they, they, you know, the bad ones just drag the mean down. I know. I know. I know. I mean, look, there are shitty women, too. Did you see that thing this week about the um, the, con- the the woman in Congress who had to apologize because she got drunk at her kid's slumber party? And, like, no. was she was berating all the children. She barfed in front of the children. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Like, she was, like, Amy Poehler's, like, cool mom from Mean Girls, but, like, oh, writ, writ large. Yes. I did see this. I did see this. Yes. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, you know, we're, we all got these nutty egos. We don't really know what the hell it is we're doing. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what else either. It's that kind of day. It's that kind of week. Well, I'm in Philadelphia. Okay. Where, 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 which, where, which part of Philadelphia? Rittenhouse Square. Oh my God. Beautiful. Perfect. Very nice. Very nice around here. We have a nice hotel. I've figured out a really good way to get a good room because I go to hotels tonight who are mm. not advertisers, but if you're listening, you should be, um, <laughs> where they have cheap, where you can get cheap rooms, like short, you know, with short notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the hotel having gotten my cheap room on hotels tonight, and then I upgrade. Oh, nice. And do they charge you more for the upgrade? They do. They charge you more, but it all equals much less than it would if you had just booked. Like we have a suite and they we paid for like a wow. double. Nice. So, nice. So I'm nice. in Philadelphia because as I mentioned the other day, um, my boyfriend Paul's a big Sixers fan and James Harden, who's a big basketball player, is playing his first game for the 76ers tomorrow night. Oh, so I know. I know. I'm just. I'm trying to stretch it out here. You're doing good. You're doing good. I'm. You don't have to stretch shit, man. It's not going to end. You feel like it's going to end, but I got more. Okay, it's both of our birthday month. Okay. Oh yeah, there was that. I want to talk about that. Yes. I tr- a week. Oh no, not a week from Thursday. Thursday. Yes, I know. When when this airs, I will be 58. I know. How do you feel? Well, since I thought I was dying, I was feeling okay about turning 58. I was like, this is fine and I can handle it. And I've decided that the real landmark birthday is 60. Yeah. Right. So 58, you know, what's it matter? Once you're 57, people assume you're like ancient. So I feel, I feel okay about it, but where was I? Somebody said something so nice. Oh, the, um, we were filling up with gas and the guy was, the guy filling up our tank was talking about the gas crisis of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And I was, he's like, you're too young to remember that. And I was like, oh no, I remember it. And I was like, <laughs> yay, the man at the gas station thinks I'm too younger to remember the gas crisis of the 70s. But also you're having something called Princess Week, I saw on your blog. Which yes, is- Princess Week. <laughs> well, my friend Kate, 
who I who's I called Kiki on the thing because mm. that's her nickname. Kate's parents got divorced when she was pretty young. They felt bad about it. So they decided that the week surrounding her birthday would be called Princess Week and it would just be full of cake and gifts and trips to the zoo and like whatever she wanted. So when I met Kate, when I was in my 20s and she told me about Princess Week, I was like, this is this is just a concept for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. And what, and what are you doing in your Princess Week, which you are in the midst of? <laughs> <laughs> um I have been doing some shopping, which I have not been doing lately. I've been really good about not shopping, but I did buy myself a couple things on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, there's a Sephora right near the hotel. I would say odds of me going there before the end of the day are pretty good. Excellent. Um, you know, I, I've been known to book a massage, although... I've, I feel like I've had just me working at a fashion magazine for 10 years. I feel like I've had all the massages I ever need. Let's take a quick break for some ads. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% percent off. And we're back. I'm turning 49. So it's the, it's the year before the big one. And my husband is like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Should we grab, should we get a bunch of people together? Like my birthday is March 13th, which is the beginning of the pandemic, right? Uh, two years ago, it was like, that it was is. the it's day so when Everybody was like, oh, it's the pandemic. And it happened to be my birthday. And I'm feeling a little bit like things are opened up more and I could mm -hmm. have some kind of party, but I am not emotionally ready for a larger social gathering. 
Really? In, in celebration of me. I think that I would be Fair. okay with going to a party, but Fair. I'm not in a space for that kind of attention. Like I really had to think about it. And I, he was really, I was really annoying my husband because he was like, what about this restaurant? What do you want to do this? And I was like, I don't want to do anything actually. <laughs> it's actually kind of stressful to be the center of attention. Yeah. Do you remember? I mean, every party I've ever thrown in my adult life, I have had to flee for at least 15 minutes. Yes, we've talked about this because we're both party flayers. I know. And <laughs> no, what I really want to do, and also because I now have I now have a kid who I don't want to really leave at home. I want to include them mm -hmm. in a party. You know, they're at that age now. So I, I just said, let's go out to dinner outside somewhere with Charlotte and and celebrate my birthday quietly. Because also I cannot afford right now the other thing I've done, which is so stupid. I have I have reached um, my limit of too much work. So I can't afford to be, what I was, let me finish the thought. I can't afford to be hungover in mm -hmm. any way right now. Like last night, I was working until 8 40 at night. And I was like, oh God, I, fuck me. I try to avoid these situations. I took on one too many projects. Mm -hmm. And I'm now in 10 hour work days. And I really, really like to keep my work day to five hours, six hours. I think that that like so solidly, not like, you know, six hours with some like makeup breaks or whatever, Yeah, like six hours. But uh, yeah, I was so mad at myself last night, but I got, I got into like a money panic and I just, I started getting like, okay, yes, I'll take that. And I did the thing that I always say I'm not going to do. And I did it anyway. It's very hard to say no when people call you up though. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard because there's always a thing of like, well, that's, I mean, at least for me, it's always a, a calculation. Well, that's, you know, health insurance, that project, it'll take me this long and that's health insurance for, you know, three months. Okay. So it's always, it, it's always like, I'm always doing the math in my head and I always wind up sacrificing myself in that math, which I, which I, you know, don't want to do, but I also like money. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I was working on a real, I'm not going to say what it is, but I was working on a real turd of a thing too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a real, just a real fucking turd. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do for your birthday? What are you going to do for the actual day? Will you go out? Well, we will wake up here in Philadelphia. We mm -hmm. will drive back to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going out to dinner that evening with Paul and my brothers and their partners and my mom to Gage and Tolner, which is that old restaurant in downtown Brooklyn that was closed forever and now is reopened. My sister-in-law managed to get us a reservation. I know the owner, Sinjin. He was the boyfriend of my first new first roommate in New York. Really? Yeah. So I've known him. I, I was with him on 9-11, weirdly enough. Mm. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yes, that's going to be great. That restaurant's going to be great. Yeah, so that'll be it. And it'll be, you know, I mean, the last few birthdays like have been like, I always loved my birthday. I was always way into my birthday. And it wasn't until I hit my 50s that like the tears started coming on my birthday. Okay. Um, What's that about? What do you think that's but, about? Well, I think some, you know, for a while it was like, I'm, you know, I'm not in the relationship I want to be in, or I'm not in a relationship at all. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 50, you know, it's been years since, you know, my divorce. And yeah. I, I mean, for a lot of years, it just felt like, you know, I, my life wasn't complete. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I, I, I think talking about a complete life is, is a weird thing, but it felt very, it felt very incomplete to me for a long time in my 50s yeah um you know last year actually which was before i met paul so we can't give him all the credit although we certainly can give him a lot like last year i had a great birthday last year i was in a great mood you sent me pretty flowers yeah. like i was just i was i was in a good mood last birthdays and i do feel like you know this little scare i've had has kind of made me just feel like fuck it like yeah. bring it on yeah. bring on 58 bring on 59 you know, were you the one who told me or was it Paul who said, Mark Marin believes that if you can it's get me. past your 50s, it was you? Yeah. yeah. That you'll keep living. I love that good... we're blending, though, for you. I love that. That's a, <laughs> that's a mark of a close friendship. I love <laughs> It's true. <laughs> 
it's really just that's what I'll do on my birthday and it'll be fine. And, and, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about the performative aspect of getting depressed about your birthday. I've yes. been thinking a lot about it. I've been thinking a, a little bit about it. That feels like a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, it's also, it's just, it's a thing. It's like an affectation. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like hating the word moist. You know, I, I yes. it's like, you yes. know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, come on. It's just a fucking word. It's just an age. I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like I'm in a race. I was thinking about it this morning. And as much as I try to talk about like, oh, ageism only exists if you say it does, you know, yeah. I'm acutely aware of the fact that I'm 49 in whatever, 11, 12 days, and I'm going to be 50. And I know, look, and let me just say, like, I, I know that this is not that big of a deal. And I know when I'm 70, 80, I'm going to be like, you're such a, a, a stunad. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But um <laughs> I feel like I'm in a race um, professionally. Like, what else do I want to do? Where else do I want to play on the board? Where do I have to establish myself? I, I, I feel, I guess I feel really ambitious right now, but it, I, I am a little wary of it because it doesn't feel totally healthy because I feel like I'm in a race. I'm like, okay. You feel like you're, you're, you're racing the clock. I'm racing for the relevancy. clock. Yep. I'm racing the clock. I do. I'm afraid. I what I'm what I genuinely am is afraid that people are going to be right. That everyone who said to me, "Oh, nobody hires you after you're 50," you'll see. You know, all those people are. You'll see all those. You'll see people. I'm very worried that they're right, and so I'm like, well, if I just stack the deck in my favor, if I just do enough things in enough different areas, then I'll continue to be viable. I'll continue to get work. But I, you know, I, I'll be really honest about it. I feel, I know that it's fear talking. I'm, I'm afraid. It reminds me of the movie Logan's Run. You know the movie Logan's Run? Where, Isn't that, um, what is that honk if you're 30 or something? What is it? It's, it's, they, um, it was described to me. I haven't actually seen it. Mm -hmm. But um, you, you're killed on your 40th birthday. That's right. So in Logan's Run, they kill you when you turn 40. Okay. Unless you decide to run, you know, run Logan's Run, I guess. Um, and so I get what you're saying. It, it does. And, you know, it's so funny because someone just sent me an email this week referring to her 50s as her unhirable 50s. Ugh. And this is somebody I know who works hard and tries and really hustles. Um, but I also know people who've been hired in their 50s. Yeah. You know, I, it's not impossible. But I'm it's just. It's much harder. It is. I, I'm wondering, is it going to be much harder? Is it not? Is that going to be my experience? It's the same. It's it's the same it's thing not as all be your these. experience yeah. because you are very preoccupied with relevance as as far as understanding what's going on in the world goes. Right. You know, you 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 keep on top of things. I think you're you would like if I was in my 20s, I would think like, oh yeah, Jen Romolini still gets it. Thank you, thank you. I'm trying to still get it, but it's not because it's like. It's because I still want to make shit. I want people to pay me to keep making shit. I like, yeah. I like working, and I'm, a, you know, and I want, I want to keep being able to do it. I don't want to be shut out. I hate being told no. You're not going to be shut out. You're not going to be shut out. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm feeling on this birthday. I guess that's my, that's my birth, my birthday feeling, and also my other birthday feeling is like, what are we supposed to wear anymore? <laughs> I can't, I can't even, I can't even, I mean, my, my friend, I, I, I sent my friend Michelle pictures of the two things I bought, mm -hmm. um, the other day. And she was like, you were the most resistant to the vibe shift person I have ever met. That's like everything you already own. No, it's true. Do you think I was wondering this about you? Because I feel like, were you always like this? Were you kind of like fixed in a style or were you always like, or, or is this like a new, is this a new development? Um, I would say I've been fixed in a style. No, I, I'd say I tried a lot of different things for a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was fixed in a style when I was at Lucky even. Um, 
No, I think in the last like seven or eight years, it's turned into a uniform mm -hmm. because there, you know, there are things that stop looking right. You know, mm -hmm. headlines stop looking right. Certain mm -hmm. cuts start looking right. And right now I feel like, and you know, I know you don't like when I go to this place, but I'm larger than I've ever been. So even if I'm not technically large, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm bigger than I've been. I don't and mind if you go to this place. I don't like, I, I support you and how you feel about yourself. I don't mind if you go to this place. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I know I'm like yeah. a size 12 now. Mm -hmm. I'm a solid size 12. Mm -hmm. And so... I, you know, I look at women who are my size, who know how to dress. And I feel like I'm not, I'm just trying to cover myself up. I'm not trying to actually make myself look good the way that I love to make myself look good when I was skinny. Okay. Okay. And I need to pay some attention to that because, I mean, I'm perfectly comfortable walking around in jeans and sweaters, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I, I, I feel like I... I, you know, I just, you know, it's like the joke I told you the other day when the kid told, I told the kid he looked cool and he told me I look cool. And I said, no, I don't. And he said, yeah, you look comfortable. Right, 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 right. It's like right. that. I look right. comfortable all the time. Right. Which is, look, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's very, that's really, that's good. And like, you I know, but look clothes. at you today. But look at you today. You're adorable in your little crop top. I know. Oh, look, listen. This was like an act of desperation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am wearing, I am right now wearing a Samantha pleat crop top with a, like a, a rose applique on it and sweatpants. And like, I, I like, there's something happening that I would, if you really saw me on the street, you would be like, huh, is that person unhinged or is that like, a, <laughs> or is that a conscious choice? <laughs> because that's a lot of what's happening to me right now. Although I do have these, I have still have like fantasies and my fantasy includes, um, summer turtlenecks, which I have purchased a couple of, there's a short sleeve turtleneck. I like a, a, a sleeveless turtleneck, high-waisted jeans, which I know you can't sit down in. One cannot sit down and I can't sit down in and loafers. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like a skinny loafer, not like a wide penny loafer, but like a thin loafer. People, loafers are on everyone's mind right now. I love them. I love them. And I, I have to figure out what I'm going to, what I'm going to buy. And what I really should do is just probably invest what I'm not going to do, but I should do is I should just invest in a Gucci loafer, which I'll have forever. But instead mm -hmm. I'm going to buy a bunch of bullshit loafers that I don't like as much, but I'm going to be like, Oh, well, I can't justify the cost. And I'm going to like buy like some shitty, like Dolce Vita, God love you, Dolce Vita, but I'm going to buy some shitty thing because I, um, because I just want it right now and I don't want to feel guilty about it. I think you should, you know, I love the look of Gucci loafers. I love that horse bit, the hardware. Yes. You know, and I don't like designer anything. I, know. I don't like logos on things. I don't like any of that. But I was really tempted by the Gucci clogs because they have that, yeah. that like bit on them. I, I would encourage you. You would to encourage me Gucci to loafers. just buy the, just make the, the investment. Yep. Yep. I would. Um, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll just make and it's, that. And it's princess week soon. So you can. It is. It is princess. <laughs> hey, hey, hello, bank. It's princess week. <laughs> did you, did you not understand? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, no, I have some looks. I'm going to be taking a trip to New York. I have to, um, I have some work in New York. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be speaking at a conference. I have, I can't believe that conferences are happening and I can't believe I'm going to be speaking at one. Like Alex was like, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. Like I was, <laughs> it was, it was, it's been rebooked three times because of the pandemic. And like the person they booked feels very different to me than the person yeah. I am now. Sure. And like the stuff that I was talking about then feels very different to me than the stuff I'm thinking and talking about now. So I don't, I don't know how it's going to go, but I have to give like a, I have to give a talk about, um, I don't know, basically the old bitch I used to be. Like how how to how to be weird and a misfit in the workplace. I don't know. 
Right. Sorry, sorry, people at this conference. Um, but then I'm gonna uh, train down. That's in that's in Massachusetts. I'm gonna train down to New York and be there the first week of April, which I'm hoping we have a live event then. But I don't know if we can pull yeah. it off. Yeah, no, a live event would be really awesome. And the other thing we should mention to the listeners is that our 100th episode is coming up. Yes, yes. If there's anything special you guys would like for our 100th episode, we're sort of kicking around some ideas right now, but we would love to hear your input. Yes, 100. I know. It's crazy. I mean, I haven't been here for all of them, but most of them. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that we've been doing this for so long. Yeah. And, you know, we had um, we had our live Patreon event last week, um, which we have every month. So if you join Patreon, we have a, a live event. And it really feels like we're building a community. And I, I really felt, I really felt that. And I also felt just how much, you know, talking about all of these things, thinking about all of these things, being in community with other people where we're talking about them has helped me feel better about getting older. And, you know, I was talk. I saw a friend who's in her thirties, um, over the weekend and she was like, I love listening to the podcast because it, nobody talks about the things you guys are talking about. And I had no idea that some of these things were headed my way. And, you know, I do feel like, you know, that, that breaking through this culture of like shame and silence about a lot of things that are common experiences yeah, feels meaningful. And I felt the same way about the call. I, I, I love who's listening to us and who's showing up. It, 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 it's like, if you don't get to pick your audience, yeah. You know, they pick you and and I feel really grateful. Yeah, me too. Me too. And some of the things we talked about on that call, which is, which we'd like to have from all listeners is suggestions for upcoming shows. I really want to know what you all want to hear about, what topics, you know, we did that, I thought really excellent episode because she's so excellent about friendship last week. Um, mm -hmm. And I'd love to know other topics like that, that listeners are interested in hearing about. Um, you know, some of the things that have been thrown out are, you know, hormone replacement therapy, which I'm on. Um, hair, a whole episode about hair, which I don't even <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, what am I saying? Who am I kidding? I could talk about hair on my own for an hour. I could probably, I could probably possibly as well. Um, my kid just got a mullet, by the way. Mullets are back. Charlotte got a mullet. Charlotte, awesome. Charlotte got a mullet. Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling like my hair is too dark. I want to get highlights, but then highlights are such a pain. Ugh. I have, um, oh my God, now we're going to start. I have, uh, the roots of my hair are like silver and black, but they're like, the, my roots are different. The texture of my roots is different than when I dye my hair. Cause when you bleach your hair, mm -hmm. it makes it lighter. It's less greasy. It's all of that. That's one of the reasons I've always bleached my hair because it just kind of gives it more body. And anyway, I'm in this in between because I, I'm the last time I was at the, the hairdresser, he was like, you cannot keep dyeing your hair. Like this is damaging mm. your hair. You cannot keep, you have to pay somebody to do it. And, but I also am like, should I not be dyeing my hair at all since it's so thin and fine and like still borderline falling out or should, ugh, so I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the literal gray zone where I have to decide <laughs> if I'm going to, if I'm going to let my hair grow out gray, which I can already say right now, I'm not going to, I already like, there's yeah. no, it's just like, what is this? Where am I going to, how am I going to dye this? And if I get highlights, yes, you're right. It is a huge pain in the ass. Highlights are super expensive and they're massive upkeep. I know, but they look so good. They do look so good, but they're like, it's like fucking good highlights are like 300 to $500. I know. And that's, yeah. And in New York and LA even more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can get up to, which is just absurd, which is like, I almost wish that I had never gotten that stuff for free so that I mm -hmm. never knew what a good, what a really good version of it was, you know, because it's hard to go back once you know. I know. I'm going to change topics. <laughs> Flights are so expensive right now. You can't fly any, like everything. We've come out of this pandemic, but nothing is is the same. And I don't know if it's going to, this was such a sea change for everything. And I don't know, I don't know if it's ever going to go back to the way it was like flights are prohibitively expensive right now everywhere. It can't go back. 
Oh, How can, well. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, oh, but you know what? I mean, very different circumstance, but like after 9-11, we said life would never go back. Yeah, this just feels like, I mean, it feels like things that were not sustainable were broken. Like, for example, there's no reason that Uber and Lyft should have been so cheap, mm-hmm. but an Uber and Lyft like made life in LA like much different because you, you know, you could take a $20 Uber, a $30 Uber to, or Lyft when Uber was terrible to Venice from Silver Lake, you know, like mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. Now it would be a hundred dollars at least. Wow. So it's like, it, it made the city um, much smaller, but like we shouldn't have had that service because the the drivers weren't getting paid anything and they were super stressed right. out. Like we had all these systems in place that actually were not sustainable economically and, and were really like hurting a lot of people, but they made life a lot more convenient. Um, you know, even the restaurant prices were so much cheaper than they are that, that, that they are now. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I think we're in weird moods because it's a really weird time. It just gets weirder. It's weird. It just gets weirder. You know, it's really true, but I guess, you know, it's that line that I really love that someone like Stalin said. There are there are years, it's something like there are years when nothing happens and there are months when years happen. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. I know. Well, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're so grumpy today. I want. I want to just say that to listeners. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, we, me we, too. We we were really we really just had to ring it out today. I don't know why. <laughs> just a real just brokenness in me. Anyway. Um. But happy early birthday, Kim France, and happy early birthday to you, Jen Romolini. Thanks for listening to Everything Is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini, and I'm the soon-to-be 58-year-old Kim France. <laughs> If you like the show, please rate and review it on the platforms. It really makes a difference. If you want to support the show and support the production of the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine, where we hold monthly events, live events online. You can email us with suggestions at everything is fine. The podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at EIF podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can find Kim on her blog, girls of a certain age.com. And you can find me whenever I get around to doing another newsletter at tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market